0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. On today's Smart 7, fingers crossed for tax cuts. Could you be the next Karate Kid? And lots more. It's Wednesday, 22nd of November. It's Kimchi Day and happy birthday, Scarlett Johansson. The Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. Wednesday sees Chancellor Jeremy Hunt deliver his autumn statement. With inflation down to 4.6% in October, it's anticipated that there will be cuts to taxes, but exactly which ones have been kept under wraps? In advance of the official statement, there was good news for those on the minimum wage as it's set to rise by more than a pound to £11.44 from April next year and it'll apply to workers aged 21 and 22 for the first time. New Chief Secretary to the Treasury Laura Trott made the announcement and says it'll mean over £1,800 per year for full-time workers in line with the recommendations of the Low Pay Commission. There was good news too as the government borrowed less than expected so far this year, all of which makes significant tax cuts more likely. But the Assistant General Secretary of the TUC, Kate Bell, says it's important to consider the toll that inflation has taken on the cost of living. What we've got to look at is what's happening to living standards and I think most people who've suffered 13 years of real wages falling may welcome a tax cut but they're not going to see that reversing that decades-long decline in living standards. It's set to be a big week for Prime Minister Rishi Sunak who announced five new Priorities, not to be confused with his existing pledges. On Monday, Labour's shadow work and pensions secretary Liz Kendall says it all seems chaotic. They're flying all sorts of things at the moment. I mean, that is what I, I must say, I find extraordinary about the last couple of days. They are all over the shop. We heard five new pledges announced when he hasn't even delivered the previous five. <laughs> The COVID inquiry is featuring the medical and scientific heavyweights from the pandemic era this week. We had Sir Patrick Vallance on Monday, and Tuesday saw Chief Medical Officer for England, Sir Chris Whitty, on the stand. He described his attempts to stop politicians using terms like flatten the curve and herd immunity in the early phases of the pandemic, as he felt incomplete knowledge of health concepts could be a dangerous thing. He was careful to remain tactful, was full of praise for the civil service, and emphasised that it was a chaotic time, not just at number 10. It was. often chaotic but actually i'd be very doubtful if it wasn't chaotic in multiple other governments and in fact that was what uh, our fellow advisors from other countries said uh, in many other environments he's due to continue his evidence on wednesday but nhs dr Path patel says it's becoming clear that the biggest failing of boris matt hancock and downing street was to ignore parliament during the pandemic the government really didn't use parliament right parliament is the most important democratic institution in this country and if Parliament would use a bit more, then there would be a lot more legitimacy behind how these really difficult decisions were made. An inquiry into the investigation of the disappearance of Nicola Bully has found that Lancashire police made mistakes that were avoidable and unnecessary. The 45-year-old went missing in January, prompting a three-week search operation that ended when her body was found in the River Wye. The inquiry criticised Lancashire Police for the release of personal information about Nicola, including the fact that she had been struggling with the symptoms of menopause and alcohol issues. Lancashire Police accepted the findings of the report. Chief Executive of the College of Policing Andy Marsh, who carried out the inquiry, says the event should have been declared a critical incident much sooner. We found the Constabulary did not recognise the extent of the media interest in this case, or the impact that it was having on public confidence. The coverage of Nicholas' disappearance was on a par with many national media stories in recent times and was one of, if not the most, high-profile media incident that Lancashire Constabulary has ever experienced. The UN Human Rights Office says that more than 10,000 civilians have been killed so far in Russia's war on Ukraine and they've warned that the final death toll may be higher. Most casualties have been caused by Russia's shelling and missile attacks far from the front line but there was good news on Tuesday as Germany announced a new £1.3 billion military support package including another Iris T-Air defence system. Ukrainian President Zelensky spoke to the Sun newspaper on Tuesday and he says that Russian President Putin keeps on trying to assassinate him but he seems pretty relaxed about it. I think the first one is very interesting when it the first time and, uh, and after that you are just it's like COVID first of all people don't know what to do with it and it's looking very scary then after that just intelligence just sharing with you detail that one more group came to Ukraine to manage this so, so. still to come on the Smart 7 Doctor Who is back with a bang and you could still be the Karate Kid right after this Welcome back. There was more Euro 2024 qualifying on Tuesday evening, with Wales in action against Turkey, while Ireland boss Stephen Kenny managed his last game as the Republic took on New Zealand in a friendly in Dublin. Wales needed a win and also needed Croatia, who topped the group to slip up against Armenia. In the end, neither happened. Croatia beat Armenia and Wales could only manage a 1-1 draw with Turkey. That means Wales are heading to the playoffs. Speaking after the game, manager Rob Page was careful about what he said. The defender's got the wrong side of him. He runs into him and, and takes him out. It's, it's a stonewall penalty. And we've conceded the softest penalty he'll ever concede. So it's f- so frustrating. At this level, VAR check was over in 10 seconds. So, um, I I really can't get my head on it. I can't understand how they've come to that decision, but there you go. Doctor Who is celebrating a big birthday. The time-travelling show is 60 years old and they've lined up quite a party to celebrate. Legendary showrunner Russell T. Davies is returning along with Doctor Who icons David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Oh, and top of all that, Doctor Who is now on Disney+. There are three special episodes about to drop and David Tennant says he wasn't tempted to mess with the Doctor too much. There wouldn't be any point in me coming back to then play it completely differently, I don't think. <laughs> no. but, it, but it is, it, I mean, in terms of... This is the 14th Doctor, so I have been okay. Judy Whittaker and Peter Capaldi and Matt Smith in between. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I have that, I carry that experience. Okay. Way back in 1984, we were first introduced to the wonders of Mr Miyagi and his wax-on, wax-off philosophy that helped to create the Karate Kid. There have been two sequels and a reboot since, and the Netflix hit series Cobra Kai continues the story 34 years later. Now, there's set to be a new movie starring original Karate Kid Ralph Macchio alongside Jackie Chan and, well, potentially you. Find out more at KarateKidCasting.com. We're looking for next Karate Kid. That's right. The global search for the star of our new film starts right now. So let's wax on, wax off, everybody. You mean, check it on, check it off, hang it up? Maybe the new Karate Kid will have to do it all. I'm excited. You excited? I'm very, very excited. Let's do it. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world.